0: And we've been on a series. We started into it, journey in truth, and more and more, it is obvious that sources of truth are less and less available. Would you say that? Now, I, I don't know where you are in your understanding of media, um, but in in my mind, so this is Steve speaking today. Less and less do we have voices that we can trust. And that's why it is imperative that as children of God that we take the time, expend the effort and all that's required to know what this has to say, the Bible has to say, so that we can implement it into our lives. You see, it's not just enough that we know it, but we have to learn to practice it. I gave you Uh, Last week, some of the things that the events and processes of this journey and wholeness we had found a few years ago, and one of that, we'll, we'll get to more of it in a moment, but one area was where people come to know Christ, and they get involved in church, and then there's a large percentage that just go away because they're overwhelmed, or something takes place to prevent them from carrying out all that God has in their life because as we said in the last series we're talking about what the world needs now Jesus Christ is paramount and that of course is manifested for us today in the Holy Spirit so with that in mind looking at that list notice how it breaks down because as i said last week number nine and number ten profound love connection with god extreme love for people now just remember it's not enough to know the word of god but do the word of god so let's just think about that last one extreme love for people and i mentioned to you about serving here's the deal are you listening This is the heart of the elders of this church. If you're here and you're part of this body, then you serve. Is that clear enough? Let me, let me say it another way. This is not the place for freeloaders. How's that? I also said last week, if you have children we expect you to serve in some capacity with the children now if you don't want to do that don't have them but now we like kids as you'll notice we had a got a brand new baby i can't pronounce the whole name but i'm gonna call him leo that's what he's gonna go by right leo matthews man how old is he Ten days old. Hallelujah for Leo. And and God just keeps blessing us with children. And we're so grateful to him that he does that. So when we love God first and love others as we should, there's no question about service. Now, here's the thing. (laughs) That has nothing to do with the message. Okay, I'm going to get to that in a minute. I'm working my way to it. Give me me a little bit of time. Because I want to go back to... The number six, the holy discontentment. What happens there? So I'm going to give you a little side trip about the Trinity. I mentioned to you last week. I'm going to give you more context today. First of all, there is the Holy Trinity. Most of us are familiar with the Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity works like this. Father God sent Jesus to the earth to die for my sin and yours, which he did. He then returned to heaven where he is an advocate for us before the throne of God. And he released then the Holy Spirit to come. And now the Holy Spirit dwells in us. Everybody got that part? You good? Okay. So that being the case, let's look at the Holy Trinity. Father God, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So who made all this? God did. Okay, yeah. It's a trick question, right? Yeah, it's on the screen. God made all this. So as we live in this world, we should do so with an incredible appreciation and gratitude to God that he is the great creator. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then we go to, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. You see, the very thing I was just telling you, this is how this works. This is how this goes. God created everything. So every morning you get up, who should who should you be expressing gratitude to for the world that you live in? Now, good answer. Now, remember, we have a lot of toxicity, okay? And we, as human beings, have brought a lot of mess, and we'll talk about that more as we get to the next part. But God so loved the whole world that he gave his only begotten son, and whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Do you here today have eternal life? Yeah. Now, Obviously, i got to take a step to get into the other part of it, which is the transition from this body, which is always decaying from the moment that it was born, and to my heavenly body. But that's the process God has us in. And all of us should be grateful with extreme gratitude for how good God is that he gives us that life that's eternal. So look at the sun. In the beginning was the word. Now, this is John 1, 1 through 3. And it's talking about creation. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing can, came into being that He has come, that has come into being. It's talking about Jesus. He was there in the beginning. Now, I would hope that all of you here truly believe in the Holy Trinity, I'm not saying that we all understand the Holy Trinity. Because when you figure it out, please let me know. And I've been working on it for 50 years. I know it's true. I know what the word has to say. And I had to be very selective about verses because I could overload you today with verses. But to know that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, all this came into being through the Godhead, the three in one. God expresses himself in these different personalities. And Jesus says, I and the Father are one. So he wants to make sure there's no doubt about this. There's no question that he and God are one. All right. Now go to the Holy Spirit. Look what happens. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formed, formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving all over the surface of the waters. All three of the Godhead there in creation. That's, <laughs> I don't want to say it. That's elementary, my dear Watson. This is, the Word of God expressing to us the Holy Trinity and how that Trinity is revealed throughout the Scripture. But Peter said to Ananias, Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and kept back from some of the price of the land? Now remember, the new church has been created by God, the coming of the Holy Spirit, and now God is moving and working in incredible ways. And almost at the outset... Ananias and Sapphire are lying to the leaders. But what Peter says is, because the church belongs to Christ and the Holy Spirit is a power, you are lying to the Holy Spirit. Now that's really important. Because I got to tell you, we don't take this as seriously as we should. Remember the saying I gave you last week? If you fear God, you will fear nothing else. If you do not fear God... You will fear everything else. And we're living in a time of paranoia. I mean, it is absolutely, in my mind, insane how people are so afraid of everything. Remember the first part when I asked you if you had eternal life? To make a nod, you do something, okay. If I have eternal life, then where will I spend eternity? With God. Thank you very much. So that being the case, what happens if my physical life here ends, whatever the cause? I go to heaven, I'm a God. It's called win-win. We can't lose on this. Now, I understand I just mentioned Leo back there. He's got parents. He's just a precious little baby, 10 days old. And I know that Lee and Tina want to see this young man grow up and be a fine young man and have a family. We all want that, okay? None of us know that that's going to be the fact. But that's that's our mindset. We want that, and there's nothing wrong with that. God, I believe, put that in us. But if something should happen in my life, this life should end here it doesn't end but instead it goes for eternity so now with that being the case with the holy trinity and how that works i want us to look at why there's that disconnect back on number six that we talked about and that's called the unholy trinity how many of you have been introduced to the unholy trinity i introduced it to you last week just checking The unholy trinity is the world, the flesh, and the devil. Okay? So look at how this plays out. The world. You adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Now, what's it talking about here? Okay. So in our world, there are world systems okay I can't obviously cover them all but I want to give you a sample humanism humanism is a religion based on humans being superior to God now it gets a little more involved in that I'm giving you the simplified version and so humanism is a world system That is anti-God. Everybody got that? So let me give you something you may or may not know. How many of you know what NEA is? What is it? National Educational Association. Who belongs to NEA? It's all the student, oh, excuse me, all the teacher's unions are basically a part of NEA, okay? Now, in 1933, in case you don't know, I wasn't born then. In 1933, the NEA adopted humanism as its religion. Now. If you take the time to read some of what is written by them about public education, you will find that they want desperately to remove any mention of God. They want to remove any of the myths of God concerning creation. Some of the verses we've just read. And they also want to eliminate any parental authority over the children who are in public education because they believe they're the best ones to do it. Now, we just recognize teachers. Our teachers are believers. And that's why it's imperative that we have people like that who are in that system shining and showing the light of God because it is so desperately needed. And that's just one world system. There are so many others that have been created over time and have become such a part of our fabric that we don't even know they're there. Okay, but take some time. Do your own research. You don't have to believe what I give you. You do have to believe what I give you is the truth of the word. But on that stuff, do your own research. Look it up. It's there. It's not hard to find. So that's the world, and then the flesh. Galatians five nineteen through twenty one, the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery enmities strife jealousies outbursts of anger disputes and dissensions factions envying drunkenness carousing and things like these of which I forewarn you just as I have forewarned you that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God if we fear God We will fear nothing else If we do not fear God We will fear everything else But I want to tell you what I'm going to give you something so good today God gave this to me I couldn't wait to share it with Sheila This is so good Listen to me carefully I don't have it on a slide You're going to have to pay attention Here's how we should live Went back, go back to the Holy Trinity and the Holy Spirit. And we are told in the scripture to be filled with the Holy Spirit, which means to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. So here's, here's, here it is. You ready for this? Profound. We are to live by the filling rather than the feeling. You get that? Okay, come on. I worked hard on that. God gave me a download. That's, that that should get something else. We're to live in the filling of the Holy Spirit rather than the feelings of our emotion. Let me illustrate. Some years ago, I was on a trip to India. We had a team that went from here, and we had another team from Florida. We met in India. We worked together, and after we finished working that project, I, our team came back. I went with the other team south excuse me continue some ministry there and i guess it's because i snore they partnered me with a teenage boy i guess he couldn't say no so every time we had a stop we had to share a room now this was a very prophetic group they were incredibly wonderful and we were doing great ministry i'm telling you i could tell you stories that were make your hair stand up some of the things that god did on that trip But in the middle of it, this young man, every time we get back to the room at night, he had one subject on his mind, one subject and one subject only. And that was a young lady who was on the trip with us that he believed that God had told him would be his wife. And his feelings were all about that. And every night I'd listen to him and every night I'd pray with him and every night I'd try and give him counsel and every night he ended up, I know, I feel it. I know it's God's will for me to be married to this young woman. I got to tell you, I don't think I've ever seen a young man as Christ as this one was when this young woman made it very clear that she not only would not marry him, she didn't want anything to do with him anyway. I mean, he went through a horrible, horrible time. In the grace of God, some years later, I was able to spend some time with this young man. And to see what God had done in the interim to grow him up and mature him. And he had married and married someone else. You know, not the one back there where, oh, I feel, you know. He married the one that God really had intended for him. But we can get so caught up in our feelings, in our emotions. And it's not, just, it's not just in relationships. What about stuff? For years, we taught financial freedom here in our church. And one of the things about financial freedom was this. When you're at that place and at that point, when you're getting ready to buy something, you walk away and take some time To determine what the will of God is for you and whatever it is you're wanting to purchase. Because we get caught up in our emotions. Oh, this is the house for us. This, oh, God wants us to have this house. He does. He's going to do a miracle for us to have this house. The truth is, he's probably going to have to. (laughs) And we have watched Couples over the years buy houses, not even understanding it's not just the payment. It's that's our house. Oh, we walk through it. I could. I'm not against buying houses. That's not my point. It's a good investment if it's done properly. But to be all caught up in. Have you ever thought that you got to cut the grass? Do you even have a lawnmower? No. What are you going to do? I'll just pay somebody to cut it. Oh, wait a minute. You just spent, you spent everything you can possibly spend on the mortgage. Not forgetting the taxes and the insurance and all that goes with it. And don't forget the maintenance. It is amazing. Because, oh, my feelings. Rather than taking the time in the filling of the Holy Spirit. To say, God, what do you want? And, and maybe right now, you want me to have or have, you want us to have a smaller house. And that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Or what about a new car? Oh, I'm with you, brother. I'm, I mean, I'm, I understand. I, I'm not telling you guys anything I haven't done. You know, that new car smell that lasts, what, six weeks? Let me tell you this. The payments last a lot longer than the new car smell. Just telling you, okay. But, oh, I think God wants me to have that. You know, we are so prone, and, and I'm not saying all of us, but there is a propensity on our part to believe that somehow whatever it is that I want, God has certainly got to have that in his will for me. And so that's how we do life. These are some of the things of the flesh, because the flesh is what it's the enemy of God. You're saying, "Wait a minute, how do we live in this world with all that this world is?" Well, it may come a shock to you, there are some folks that live in this world that don't have anything near what we have. again back to India to see a family of five or six who live in a 10 by 10 shack with a dirt floor this is not to make you feel bad that's believe me that's not the point I am so grateful that God let me be born in America I'm just telling you I know we got some stuff that's not as it ought to be, but I'm glad God let me be born here with all the blessings that we have. But at the same time, we want to make sure that those blessings that God has given us is something we stay grateful for, but we don't worship those things because we don't, we don't set out to do this. It's not how this happens. It's a very gradual process. It's like, you know, how do you cook the frog? He gradually turned the temperature up so he won't jump out of the pot. And he's the next thing he knows, he's on the table for frog legs. Somebody said, hmm, frog legs. Sounds good. The deeds of the flesh are evident. In other words, it, it shows itself in our life. We're not ignorant of these things. We... The cool thing about us as believers is we can't claim ignorance because the Holy Spirit is there showing us all the time. Whether or not we choose to listen, whether or not we choose to pay attention is a whole nother issue. But part of this, let me get back to the. Just think about this for a second. Have you ever seen a time, and and I'm talking about my lifetime. I'll, I'll speak for me. I have never seen a time in America where we have been more divided than we are right now. The world system of science and government has divided our world over whether or not to be vaccinated or not be vaccinated. Whether or not to wear a mask or not wear a mask. That's how insane this thing is. It has brought division in countries, in states, in communities, and even in families. And all it says here is that's just the work of the flesh. That's part of the world system we live in. And when the flesh has its way, those are some of the things you see. And then the devil There's a lot of things we could say about him, but this is in 1 Peter 5, 8. Be of sober mind. Be on the alert. What do you think that means? Thank you very much, Gary. Pay attention. Just pay attention. This is what's happening. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, your adversary, that means your enemy. He hates you. Did you get that? He hates you. He hates your family. He hates church. He hates anything and everything that has to do with God. He is your adversary. He's prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Can I give you a word of wisdom here? Don't let him. Don't let him devour you. Well, how is it that he can do that? Right here. When we open ourselves up to him by allowing our flesh to have its way, whatever its way may be, that is contrary to the will, the word, and the way of God, that's when we do it. In fact, it says in Ephesians chapter 4 that not to give him an advantage And what that's saying is, don't crack the door, because if you crack the door, he'll get in. Because why? He hates you. He hates me. You know why he hates us? Because he hates God. You know, he wanted to be God. And he got thrown out of heaven because of it. He's been ticked off ever since. Now, please understand, he is not God. He is not greater than God. That's not the point. But do not minimize the fact that he can do damage to you, to me, or to anybody else. So, that being the case, how are we going to do this? How do we see? I'm trying to explain to you this is why people are in church, and all of a sudden, it maybe it's not all of a sudden, but for some it is, but for most people it's kind of gradual, like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm serving in the nursery or ministering to people it it just it takes so much time And, and and then they have the audacity to expect me to give part of my money to the church i mean how rude why can't i enjoy the lights and the air conditioning and everything else and just go for free what's wrong with that picture oh everything As we look at this process, all of us have to make decisions. And we have to make a lot of decisions. It's not its not just once. One time we come to know Christ. That's it. But then that growth process, which should continue to the end where we are truly and totally in love with God and surrender to him and in love with others. And our life shows that in how we do life every day. It was kind of neat this morning. By the way, how many of you like to meet and greet? How many like that? We're actually going to start some of that back next week, okay? Just a little bit, just to test the water, so to speak. But you know how to really meet and greet? Can I tell you now how to really meet and greet? Would you like to know how to really meet and greet? Get here early. Just come early. Not everybody's going to be here, but there'll be some folks here, and you can spend some time. It's really cool. But this morning, as I was walking around and I was talking to people, I was listening to these stories. It was really cool of how people in this church family, and we know it happens all the time. We just don't get to hear it all, all the time. How people in this church family was just doing things to help other people, or at least attempting to help other people. And one person said to me, I'm just trying to do the right thing. I thought, that's pretty cool. Because that's how this gets done. We are the light. We are the salt. We are the witness. We're the testimony. We're the reality of the presence of God. Because what? His Holy Spirit lives in us. And that's what makes the difference in how we do life. Whether we're a student or we're a teacher, as a parent, as a child, as an employer, as an employee, we make the difference in this world. And if we're not, we need to find out why we need to determine what is keeping us from truly accomplishing all that god has for us because i truly believe that christians should be the best of the best of the best of anything that we do now the wisdom is to do the thing that god created you to do because you'll be doing it a lot better because you get his help because there are a lot of things he didn't create me to do And so if I try to do them, I will be a miserable, miserable failure. But I can be successful in the things that he has made me to do. And so can you. Spend some time. And we're going to talk more about how do we get into the surrender part as we go on. But spend some time with him. And let him, him, Father God, Jesus the son our advocate the Holy Spirit working in us make the difference in how we do life every day I promise you we're living in this world we know it's the end time we know that things are going to happen that we're not going to like and I'm not saying be okay with that but I'm saying let's make the difference that God would let have us make because we're the generation that he chose to for this time. I was spending some time this week. And, I, and just putting notes in my phone. And, and, I, and I, it was like. Okay God. And, and it was just a reminder. Of the Holy Spirit. I made you for this time. I've given you all that you need. For life and godliness. For this time. Now walk it out. Live it out. Make it real. Let this experience be. What Father God desires. Jesus provided for us. And now the Holy Spirit activates in us would you stand as we pray by the way if you are a teacher and you're here and you didn't get a chance to get your gift back please come get that before you go today heavenly father thank you for every person here in this building every person who's a part of cfm that holy spirit of god you're working that you're taking the truth and you're doing that work of grace in our lives that really changes it works in our soul a spirit working in our mind, will, and emotion to bring clarity and understanding and being able to discern truth from untruth and and know the difference between what's real and what's not real. And holy God, you're working in us, and we are so grateful that you love us so much that you're doing every day the things that need to be done for us as the witness for Jesus Christ in our world That we can see those come to know you, come into your kingdom. We can see them grow and mature and that we will truly be able to present every man perfect in you, Lord Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.